0: This episode is brought to you by Magical Butter. The Magical Butter Machine is the world's first countertop botanical extractor designed for creating fantastic recipes, infusing the essence of healthy herbs into butter, oil, grain alcohol, lotions, and more. Go to magicalbutter.com and enter the promo code Weed and Grub for 20% off at checkout. MagicalButter.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub
0: and when i came out from my room that night and he was lying under the table with his neck on the foot of the like roller chair and he Mm -hmm. looked like did you ever see the house on haunted hill (laughs) yeah the bent neck lady. I was like, what's up, zombie cat with your fucking weird bent neck? What do you think you're doing? Do you think that's comfortable? Is that Does that feel good to you? Because it looks awful and it makes me feel like you're going to come after me.
2: Like when you were a little kid, did you ever fall asleep with your head hanging off the cushion? Of I still do that. <laughs> I did that the other day. Yeah, right? But there is something comfortable about when your head is just hanging over and you pass out like that. Little kids' sleeps are really funny.
0: I used to love... And I, I still love if I see a little kid asleep like this, but I used to like falling asleep on my knees, you know, with your butt in the air.
2: Oh, so comfortable. It's so
0: comfortable. Yes. It's a good yoga pose, actually, that you can go into and just like if you rest your cheek on the mat with your knees. Really? I don't know what it's called. It's somewhere between cat and child's, I don't know.
2: Bottom? Is it called cat? bottom?
0: No. <laughs> no. It's, wait, cat, cow. It's somewhere between cat and child's pose, but it feels great. Doggy style. No, it's not doggy style, dude. I'm not talking about sex. Uh,
2: yoga is based on sex.
0: No, yoga is not based on sex. Yoga is based on life force. Sex is one fucking expression of Sex is how you that. make life. No. Sex is how you make life. Sex is an expression of life force, not why life force exists. It's the opposite. You're such a dude. I live to fuck. No. <laughs> you fuck to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm having a ball with you today. I'm
0: having a great time.
2: This is so fun. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. A lot of sex. Uh And pop culture.
0: And um, uh, yoga poses.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ron Funches today.
0: And Ron Funches.
2: Before we get into our thing thing, I just wanted to shout out for Ron at the top of the show. He will be at Comic-Con doing a show with Conan O'Brien. So we're dropping this this week and Comic-Con and Conan O'Brien and Ron Funches are this weekend.
0: And we will also be in San Diego with our guest from Monday, Heather Newman, hanging out at Comic-Con and hopefully running around and seeing all the cool things. Yeah.
2: Okay. Plugs out of the... Oh yeah, we're going to Comic-Con. Yeah. It's my first time.
0: I'm so excited for you. Yeah? You're going to see so many Sailor Moons.
2: Sailor Moon. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, all about that. Yeah,
0: it's so good. The Sailor Moon cosplay is like my favorite thing, I think.
2: Number one cosplay?
0: Yeah, I just love seeing like how far people go with it. It's amazing.
2: I thought it would be funny if I dressed like Larry the Cable Guy because I thought it was Comic-Con, so it's my favorite comedian of all time, and I walk around like, get her done. Do you think that would hit?
0: I would be so annoyed by you. Like if I was standing next to you in a line somewhere at Comic-Con and you turned to me and like... Even explained that to me if I was like, who are you? And you said that I would just I don't know I would just turn my back on you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah Annoying like that's annoying. It's not tongue-in-cheek for the right reasons Like
0: you're wearing like it reminds me of the guy when I went to Halloween years ago And I can't remember what I was wearing, but I was like I felt like I'd worked on it really hard It was elaborate I think it was an animal of some kind and there was a guy and he had a sheriff's star on his black turtleneck and like a toy gun
2: hmm get yeah, okay
0: and i was like you know what are you right oh i'm glad you asked yeah and he goes i'm a shooting star and i was like you know there are so many cool ways that you could be a shooting star this yeah. is like the lamest way that makes me just not want to talk to you oh
2: now i know where those stitches came from on your face <laughs> got it they're fresh and i understand why
0: like get some led lights and some sparklers and i don't know You could be some pyrotechnics. Yes. Get some (laughs) duvetine.
2: Oh, you got some duvetine? Hey, you guys got any duvetine? I'm going to be a shooting star.
0: Yeah, awesome. Put yourself on fire like every five minutes at that party. Get (laughs) a lot of attention. Ways to do things.
2: Yeah, you're right. My Larry the Cable Guy thing, it makes fun of fandom, and that's not the point. The point is to celebrate fandom.
0: Yeah, I think that's why it would bum me out, because it's like, you know, the level of cosplay, commitment, love for what they're doing is just so heartening. It's my favorite, favorite thing about going to Comic-Con, because I really don't know anything about who the characters are cuz I don't really follow comic culture at all. So it's just the it's like going to a parade. You're just yeah. like watching everyone go by with like, you know, hearts in your eyes.
2: Yeah, anytime you can go and celebrate people being really happy and celebrating what they're into, that's the point.
0: It's a good feeling. Fuck, yes. Yeah.
2: On that tip. Oh. Do you want to get into our Grubla Gazette presents Word on the Tree?
0: (laughs) Because it's so funny. It's
2: so silly.
0: Okay. So everybody follow Word on the Tree, for everything that's good in cannabis news. And this week, our story is from Leafly, which is a great source for cannabis news as well, leafly.com. And the story is, I guess... (laughs) leafly discovered that there was a funny point made in the British Columbia Cannabis Retail Rulebook, which is that businesses are prohibited from alerting anyone to the presence of law enforcement in a dispensary by playing particular soundtracks, e.g. Bad Boys or Hawaii (laughs) Five-O. So you're, like, shopping for your, like, weekly eighth and you hear Hawaii Five-O come on, you'd, like, know to, like, drop what you're doing,
2: like, back out of the store. (laughs) huh, (laughs) huh.
0: Um, I just think it's such a great story. So you
2: can't play that music.
0: Hawaii Five-0 and Bad Boys are banned from being played in British Columbia retail <laughs> cannabis stores, yes.
2: So the cop is just going to be okay to be in there because he's also buying an eighth, and that's the idea. So yeah. chill out.
0: Yeah. If it's if it's a police officer, probably that officer is just there to like, yeah, pick up, up some like legal recreational cannabis.
2: You could get arrested for playing Bad Boys. Uh, maybe or find. find yeah bad boys bad boys what you gonna do did you have a what lo- you gonna do we're gonna buy an eighth with you yeah
0: <laughs> did you have a way of alerting your friends like if you saw the cops rolling up i had a friend who um would take three steps back and point an extended arm with a finger and scream narc
2: that's awesome it
0: was fucking awesome
2: fuck that's cool yeah
0: i watched her do it on multiple occasions and it was fucking cool
2: and the narc kind of just freezes right and it's like oh, uh, what are you talking about what yeah talking about? well i'm
0: not a narc I've, i did 16 hits of acid today kids <laughs> <laughs> like cool.
2: speak into my trench coat relax yeah,
0: get away no <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty amazing
2: wow mm-hmm. so if you live in bc or you're going to bc make sure your playlist stays on the up and up yes amazing news and
0: that is our grub Gazette for this week
2: oh man word on the tree i love weird laws
0: it's actually really fun to go to your mun- municipality sometimes and like page through what the codes and laws are on the books for where you live especially if you're in a small town sometimes the books are just open yeah and um like i remember on some field trip with my classmates when i was in school in newfoundland we like were looking through and it was like you know like you weren't allowed to like stick gum on park benches or you know it was like you could get fined and stuff it was yeah it was or if fun. you go through
2: the terms and conditions for Apple iTunes it says near the bottom that uh, your iPhone is allowed to listen in on all your conversations oh yep creepy that's just true and then you click agree and then you're getting advertisements for window panes for no reason
0: that's why I see like all of the ads on everything I look at is for vaporizers yeah (laughs) it's just like all vaporizers and like um hammocks basically
2: (laughs) (laughs) so it's not a bad thing you're saying that they listen in
0: I'm fine they're marketing to the right person
2: like the person who like finally admits that our phones are listening to us is like yeah but you kind of got some cool stuff out of it right yeah I have
0: like 18 vaporizers and three hammocks it's awesome (laughs) you have a problem (laughs) you can never have enough hammocks or vaporizers listen in an earthquake I've got the best earthquake kit what it's weed Xanax tampons and um, hammocks
2: so you could just sway with the earth yeah I like the idea of that actually being a thing. And then when kids have to learn how to prepare for earthquakes, it's like, everyone get to your hammock. And then it's just <laughs> a bunch of cute little kids running across the parking lot to lay down.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like they- those air pouches, you know, you could just keep one in your back pocket or in your backpack.
2: I don't know what an air pouch is. The
0: wind hammocks. Oh, they're the best. I don't know when they were invented. I don't feel like they existed when I was going to festivals in the 90s because I the first one I saw was maybe five or six years ago. They're like inflatable... Um, pouches you just like hold them up and you let the wind fill them and then you seal off the end and it turns into a sort of like a dinghy shaped like a hammock basically or a raft yeah a land raft
2: oh so you're capturing the wind yeah to use for comfort
0: yeah i think they're called wind pouches maybe and then wind hammocks are like another brand but they're that's so cool amazing yeah they're made of of, like rip stop nylon like kite fabric and you just hold them up if there's a little breeze and then you tie it off and
2: i want to lay on the wind
0: i've slept on one you've
2: slept on the wind. yeah
0: very comfortable Fucking hell. Yeah, in Joshua Tree. It was great. Under the stars.
2: We gotta get some on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wanna be recording on the wind.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, under the stars in the Mojave. Doesn't that sound good?
2: That sounds great. Good. Let's do it. <laughs> what did I just signed up for? Yeah. I didn't see your terms and conditions. No, well, I
0: just signed you up for something that you're gonna love. So
2: <laughs> don't worry about it. Amazing. Yeah. Can we do Buds of the Week and then get to our VIB very important bud, Ron Funches? Yes, please. All right. I would love to go first because my uh, Bud of the Week is somebody who is not only a really fun hang, but their IG is delicious looking.
0: Oh my God, let's hear it.
2: Okay, so my Bud of the Week this week is Katie Molinaro, and she is at Eat It Katie, at Eat It Katie. And it is just the sexiest stoner food pics I have ever seen in my life. And as someone who has eaten way too much Del Taco with her, yo, she's living her life right.
0: Wow, I've started following her recently, and I—it's one of the best accounts that I follow. I drool daily when I look daily her drools. Yeah, daily drools, and also she just looks fun. I mean, if you want to <laughs> hang out anytime,
2: yo. Well, you know she is because you know when I snuck down to see Guy Fieri's Hollywood Star. Yeah, she was right across the street at the same time when we locked eyes, and she was wearing a sparkly silver hat, and she was like, "We're both doing this," and it's like, of course we're both here to shout out Guy Fieri.
0: Yeah, so committed to the cause.
2: Damn right. So at Eat at Katie, if you you want to fuck with her and you want to look at great, great pictures of food while maybe you're smoking a little bit yourself, get into it.
0: My butt of the Week is Elizabeth Earle, who is a photographer that I came across when I was looking for some photos of Newfoundland because I wrote a feature for Dope Magazine about East Coast cannabis and uh, included Newfoundland on the Roundup with a few other East Coast destinations. And you can read that on uh, dopemagazine.com. And Elizabeth Earle, who is at Ocean underscore Jewel 33, just takes the most stunning photographs of icebergs and Newfoundland's rocky shores in the North Atlantic. And I, I just can't recommend her as a follow enough. It's, it makes me homesick when I look at her feed. She's so cool. And her pick of sea ice at Twillingate, which is part of the North Shore of Newfoundland, ran in Dope magazine along with the feature
2: congratulations to you both oh thanks the article is phenomenal thank you her ig grid is so tranquil and peaceful it's good it has a stillness to it that when i first saw it i was like wow Mm. this is what ig can be
0: yeah pictures of sea ice and rocky shores and you know just the crashing waves it's gorgeous
2: you're a really good writer by the way
0: oh thank you
2: just wanted to make sure that was like on pod thank you're a you. really good writer thank
0: you very much i i like writing so much and i'm so lucky that i get to do it for some great outlets and dope gave me the opportunity to actually write two features for their tourism uh issue one was about east coast cannabis uh so that's toronto newfoundland portland maine and boston and then there's also a cannabis travel and tourism feature where i get to shout out some great cannabis travel and tourism agencies like Highway travel shout out bobby and april uh, doing some great stuff in that space. If you want to, like, go on a 420-friendly vacay, so. Do 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 do.
2: Hell yeah! Yeah, let's get into our vib. Very important bud, Ron Funches. He is such a talented comedian, fantastic human being has great weed. Shout out to that cheetah piss from cookies. Oh my god
0: it was so good.
2: So good. I don't want to say too much more. It was just great to talk with him. He has so much knowledge. He's so self-assured and he's so funny.
0: Yeah it was really cool. He's gracious, warm, funny, cool uh, and intimidatingly smart.
2: Without further ado here's our conversation with Ron Funches. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Uh, we're sitting here. I'm high as fuck. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm feeling great from that cheetah piss.
2: Yeah, Ron, thanks for that cheetah piss. You're
1: welcome. That's a gross thing to say thank you for, but you're <laughs> welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're here with Ron Funches. You knew
1: that because you read the title. Uh, thank you for doing this. Of course. You're uh, you an enjoyable person to be around, and um, you're always... Tina be trying to do very positive things that I enjoy and that are about weed. And so, I said, why not? And you were willing to come to my house, yes. so very convenient for me. So, thank you. <laughs> Where
2: are you from? I grew up in St. Louis, moved here from Chicago, live mm-hmm. here in LA.
1: What about you? I um, I was born in LA. I was born in Gardena, which is south south of here, and then um, but I left when I was four, moved to Chicago. And then I lived in Oregon. Where in Oregon? In Salem. Yeah, I moved around a bit, though. I lived in a place called Bend and a place called uh, the coast, Yahats. Oh. I moved a bit around. We
0: just went to Yahats.
1: Oh, it was beautiful there. We
0: saw Thor's Well.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know that like yeah. sinkhole?
0: and the, yeah. yeah. I can't believe we've actually been to Yahats. Yeah,
1: We used to live there. We
0: went and saw the sea lion caves, too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. And that is about all there is. And then there is like a... a uh, one good restaurant that has really good fish and chips and then a couple of bars um, and then a, a coffee shop where a girl named purple will sell you eat and that's about it she probably doesn't work there anymore if it does <laughs> maybe she owns it time. now i hope so yeah that would be a great story for her for anyone named purple
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how did you start performing in oregon uh i mean i just
1: love stand up comedy and always wanted to do it and then I had my son and it kinda set me on a whole different path of where I was being real um I quit smoking pot. I think we talked about this. You've I talked about this. Yep. I quit smoking pot for a bit and then got a job at a bank and then I found out my son had autism and I was like, I gotta get a career, you know, I gotta do something for real. And comedy was the only thing that I has ever truly interested in trying and so when it's 23 i just started doing open mics in portland and then was like um but it was never i think the part that helped me was that it was never like for fun (laughs) i need to get good because if i if i'm wasting my time if i'm wasting his time then this is you know this isn't gonna work out for anybody. This is only gonna be a detriment. So I need to get good, and I need to get good quickly.
2: The thing is, that's wild, is that you're thinking I need a career, so I better get good at a thing. That means I just go to open mics instead of I need a career. I should rent cars at the airport, and those are two very different choices. So for you to choose comedy is wild to me.
1: Yeah, it's wild, and I think it was also it was based off of my age as well. Like I, I said that now, like I. I couldn't imagine if it start if it was like start today start i would be like that doesn't make sense that is not smart that is not responsible what are you doing and, but i think because i was 23 like i was really like well what else am i going to do i i can go I've worked other jobs and and seen how that's gone for me. You know, I'm aware of my cycle. I'm aware of my patterns. I'm aware that I survive. I start. uh, I start gung ho at any job for six months, and then I mean, even to this day, even when I'm working on sitcoms or shows, gung ho six months. Then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll keep trying my best, but I'm not having that much fun. And then I then I just flat out don't like it anymore, and I stop. Putting in effort, and that's not good for anybody. And so I've learned long ago that I'm best at projects. I'm not good at like jobs. I need to know an end date. I need to know that we're building something. Like, other than that, those things like, seem like a waste of time to me. Like, as far as like, you know, becoming a salesman wow. or doing Your stuff self like that.
2: awareness is wild, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of people think of things in that practical way, but still use it in creative boxes. It's just so reasonable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the balance of the the job in general. That's the thing that I always like. It's like you can be as delusional as you want in our industry as long as your work ethic and your skills outpace your delusion. Like, it's when your balance is off in that. It's when you're more delusional than you are hardworking is when you can't achieve anything. Like (laughs) you know it's like everybody who's made something of value that or something new has always been told you're crazy like what why you can't do that it's weird it's del- you're being delusional but their effort their work they they made it happen there's an alchemy to that there's a create create creativity to that you know and but then we also li- live in a place where people are just like just give it to me and i can be like that too you know where i was just like okay well i did my show and i did Um, this, so you know how i see how things go is you should just give me a show now you know and then when that doesn't happen you're just like you know pout for a little bit and then it's just like oh wait you know like i'm being ridiculous my life is grateful Um, my life is wonderful and i should be very grateful and i'm all i'm promising anything is opportunities so you know like I just had to keep being here and out, out last people who keep telling me no, you know?
0: Yeah, I have so many questions like where does the self-awareness come from? How did you shift from doing stand-up into television? What is the connection for you between comedy and acting? <laughs> yeah, well, you where, gotta where pick where one start? of those questions. <laughs> those are I, the, the big different one. questions. I know. Let me think a second. I, well, first, where did where do you think the self-awareness uh came from at 23 i mean in addition to knowing that you had to provide for your son
1: um i think i mostly just found it in trauma <laughs> in like um you know i had a pre- childhood where my mom was in abusive relationship and then i'm moving with my dad and he was in a weird abusive relationship too and that affected us both thing. and i just had a lot of like um you know growing up quickly and and in general i feel like i'm an old soul and um so i think most of it is is the, the benefits of those bad situations you know is that um when you are allowed to have like just be a child and have like a great childhood that's valuable that's extremely valuable and i will try to keep that for my son but there is also a value into learning early how the world works and if you can do that and you just accept that and you're not like to me you know that's the idealism that i um have a hard time understanding sometimes when people are like no, the world shouldn't be like this. Like when I was 20 and listening to the coup and all these things were like, like oh, overthrow the government. So it's like, yeah, that's great. But what are you actually doing? Like, what are you doing besides negative things that can quickly get you caught up as far as like, you know, pulling small schemes or anything? You're like, you're not screwing over the government. You're screwing over your friends. You're screwing over, in, in the end of the day, yourself, you know? And so to me, it was just about like, just truly learning that you only really control yourself you mm-hmm. know and so like in in to try to spread as much of instead of cutting down other people's messages or getting involved with like like you know drama it's just like just quietly spread what I spread, you know? So if if people like it, the people who like it are meant to find it, and, and the people who don't wouldn't have never loved it. So I can't separate it from it just being from my son. It is from my son. He keeps me balanced. He keeps me from getting a big head, and, and it's just this thing of knowing that like, A, here's a guy who just doesn't care about what I'm doing, as long as I'm providing for him <laughs> and and being nice to him and caring about him, he doesn't care what I do, you know, and my job is, or he he truly doesn't think what I do is cool at all, you know. So it's it it that's very helpful.
2: Is having fans an added bonus to all of this then, or is that something that feeds you?
1: Uh, I mean, mostly it's both, right? Like with my podcasts and stuff as far as like you know doing the and getting better stuff and trying to focus on my health and my diet it, it's it feeds me there because people are like oh man you're an inspiration to me and i'm like oh, okay cool that makes me not want to give up you know <laughs> because <laughs> i want to fucking give up half the time when i'm like oh i mean today today, today. i wanted to give up went to the gym I've been Focusing on my diet, real, real hard. Eating a bunch of fucking chicken breast and veggies and and protein shakes and turning down stuff. And then I go in there and I'm like, oh, I didn't lo- like, I didn't lose any. I didn't lose any, uh, but I feel better and I feel stronger. But it's still frustrating. But I gotta be like, well, you know, it's it's gonna take time and it's gonna take just me buckling down. And I might fuck up. But it's like if I fuck up, it just keeps me in the same cycle that I've been in anyway. <laughs> so. I might as well just keep eating these, these carrots you brought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. I bet you have such a strong Tupperware game. <laughs>
1: yeah, we got a fair amount of Tupperware going. Yeah, on. yeah.
2: chicken breasts in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> what's your
1: Yeah, what's your Cribs fridge right now? Uh, I mean, mostly, so I, mean, I can tell you my general diet of the day is, like, um, get up and I'll have like a protein shake and an apple with some cinnamon on it and a half a tablespoon, half a tablespoon I believe of almond butter and so that's pretty fun. That's yummy. The shake isn't that great. I mean, it's okay, but it's got a lot of vegetables. I'm picturing a in men's it. health picture right now. Uh, <laughs> like a
2: perfect picture over the top with the shake and the thing. <laughs> and that's kind of like your start to your day. It's the
1: start of my day. It's like The Rock. I'm trying to be like The Rock. Fuck yes. And then lunch is like, you know, um, either some egg, egg whites and a little bit of chicken breast in there or... Or I have like a meal thing that will deliver me little sandwiches and stuff that are healthy. And then dinner is just chicken breast and broccoli or a fish, you know, white fish and some asparagus.
2: You know what's real cool is that I bet your I bet your writer is like blows away some comedy clubs.
0: Do they ever uh, stock up the weed for you?
1: Um, some places. Some places do if they know. But some places they'll put signs like, yeah, you can't smoke weed here. And it's just like, well, I shouldn't have came here. And I, I think that was at Tennessee, yeah. But that makes sense.
0: There was a big sign that said you couldn't smoke weed. There. Yeah,
1: and it looked fresh. <laughs>
2: yeah. That paint still sticky. Yeah, it was Something chalk. That, yeah,
1: it was oh, chalk. Man, so it, it, it looked, down. yeah, looking like a r- freshly rolled up. That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you work out really hard too.
1: I try to. Thank you.
0: Do you work out with your trainer, still? I know yeah. that you were. Oh like, yeah. 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 Definitely. Is that a, like a.
1: A daily thing no i mean it's like three or four days a week and then just doing other stuff by myself or with my girlfriend um yeah yeah so i was doing a lot of weightlifting, and then today was low legs and so i'm all tired
0: Ooh, what's the one you hate the most legs. yes leg day I hate it. oh.
1: it's the worst because <laughs> i'll call your whole body Ugh, it's like they say legs, but it's like you might as well be like, let's do everything. We're <laughs> gonna, it should be called heart. Like it's gonna yeah. be like, how's your heart today? you are gonna <laughs> find out. How is it? It's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's-, it's getting better and better. They push. He pushes it though.
2: That heart. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And then you're like, ugh.
0: When you were talking about, um, what were you going to say,
2: Mike? I'm just picturing his heart also dabbing a towel on its forehead. (laughs) 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 It's real fun to picture. (laughs) It's got like a little sweatband. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun to picture.
0: Uh huh. Wrist
2: sweatbands, too? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. on the aorta and Mm -hmm. the other thing? Ventricle? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we get to do this. Yeah,
1: I can see the chemistry.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's fun pinging and ponging.
0: Um, I was just going to say, when you were talking about, um, like, you know, being aware of the way that the world works and having chosen to, like, just spread that positive message and be productive, it sounds like you're sort of like a happy anarchist in a way. (laughs) Like a positive anarchist who, you know, like, I mean, I guess because they see you as, like, this force of of a, a like your engine is your own you don't really work with like a bigger team do you
1: no i mean i have my manager and mm-hmm. stuff i don't know what you mean by that creatively
0: i mean like oh you know you're generating
1: yeah everything it's just, yeah it's just you know me, me, i mean i have my feature gabe dinger and i work with my blair saki a lot but we don't i mean we give each other tags and stuff but no nobody's like writing my material mm-hmm. or anything like that um so yeah you know it's just kind of us and and my girlfriend you know she's helpful as well like you know it's just kind of a cottage industry she runs the instagram of my um podcast and stuff
0: do you uh, find yourself working to make her laugh
1: um no no that's actually the greatest thing you could ask me (laughs) 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 wow she's great I don't. If anything, I did when we were first starting out. And it, w- it like, wouldn't work. It would be too much. Like She would be like, you don't have to entertain me, you know? She's like, I uh. just want to hang out with you. That's so, home right yeah.
0: there. Right? You don't have to work when you're home.
1: No. We just chill out watch Time Seinfeld.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so good. You two don't know each other, but mm-hmm. Mary Jane was a... Uh, a fire actor. I
0: used to. I used to work on. Uh, I was a theater actor, and I used to make stuff with Reggie Watts in oh, New cool. York, and you know some other friends, and.
2: And you transitioned straight up from stand up, to then being like, oh, I'm a great stand up, but I also
1: want to be a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was that? Yo, what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, mostly, you know, like anything came through just opportunities when I was doing you know it looks like anything if you get a little heat out here doing one thing they try to test you on another and so it's like a stand-up was going pretty well and i was just coming out here to los angeles and um so i was getting a few meetings and a few auditions and i'm just bombing because i didn't know anything didn't know words didn't know blocking didn't know what camera assignment didn't know any of those type of things and so um I learned very quickly. I was like, but what I did learn right away is that it gave me the same thrill. It gave me the same type of like, oh, I hate that I bombed. I hate that I sucked at this. I can, sh- I know I could get better at this if I just knew what I was doing. <laughs> and So as <laughs> soon as I moved down here, I just enrolled in an acting class with um, this lovely um, acting coach and actress who's wonderful. She's gonna be on a few episodes of Kidding uh, with Jane Carey. She's been in a lot of stuff. She Kidding was in Breaking Bad. She was in um, fucking Mama's Family. She's in a lot of great things. And so, um i've been in class with her off and on since i moved out here and and i um i just try to really take it seriously because i like it and i like acting and and the best part for me is that usually people are asking me to be me and and, you know and and so that's helpful but i also wanna like act (laughs) i like i like doing things in class i like doing dramas i like doing um anything that opens up new new avenues for me and, and it's so like spiritual in ways and there's so many things that um relate to like um tarot and like just um
2: you almost said the word emotional avenues <laughs> which is a crazy thing to think about I've never thought about acting as like opening up new emotional a- it really avenues.
1: does
0: I like hearing you refer to as a spiritual because that's what it always was for me it's like a real connection to something that's outside you
1: yeah well it's been a little in class at least i try not to take it on jobs but in class it's like i mean even in jobs i learn very much the things i learn it's very therapeutic um often whatever i'm learning in class or whatever role that i look into it has something to do with my life that i needed to learn you know that that this character then teaches me something that i should um doing my own life. A lot of it had been earlier was being more aggressive, being um when I was a lot heavier, being more okay with taking up my space, being okay with wanting to lose weight. Um just you know, just learning more about myself through putting myself through other emotions and and one of the greatest things that my acting coach ever told me that keeping in, in all forms and I brought back up to her last week was uh she's the best thing about acting is that they they teach you that like every emotion is worth the same currency. Every emotion is worth a nickel is what she said. And so it's like in regular life we're taught to value one emotion over another. We're, We're taught to always chase happiness. To always avoid anger. Avoid sadness. And when you do that like that cuts you off from all avenues of yourself. Like from being your true self. And so... Now I'm learning a lot with me because, you know, people are, you're so nice. You're so nice. I'm learning how to fucking access anger and and just be like, hey, if you do something that crosses my boundaries, I have a right to defend myself and then take it no further. I don't have to carry it with me for years, you know?
2: I do. (laughs) Yeah. Carrying it with you for years, man. Yeah. yeah, you know,
1: And then you cuz then you're telling yourself a story and then you're like, "Oh, and then I'm the doorman. People treat me like this." And then you tell and then you're making it self-fulfilling, so you know? Instead it's just like so I always tell people, people be surprised about Twitter. My girlfriend, she's like, like, why do you get in these fights on Twitter? Sometimes you, you say these mean jokes on Twitter or, or crude jokes, tasteless jokes. I did this joke recently. And I knew it was tasteless. Is, it it the, was, M- is the Emmy one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you so to say it for your audience because I stand by it as a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that I just found out that the only guy who reviewed, this is all true, I found out the only guy who reviewed my comedy special negatively just got accused for sexual assault by several women and and got blackballed from comedy. So please consider this in your Emmy voting process. Because I was like, clearly if you don't like me, you're a bad person. (laughs) Some people didn't like that. So Of of course, because people would think, oh, you're making light of of, of violence and people being abused and stuff. And I'm like, that's not my aim on this joke. My aim is that clearly this person was a bad person. And I knew it from other avenues, but this person is just a bad person. I'm not making fun or making light of those things, but I'm also like, I'm not going to apologize. I, but I'm not going to deny your point. Yeah. If you. Or um, if we're affected by that and it triggered something in you, you have all rights to do that. And like, I, cause I understand that. Again, as of being a parent of a child with autism, I hear a bunch of jokes about people say autism all the time, and it used to be a thing that ang- angered me to the point of like, if I heard it, I'd be like, I don't like this person. I don't want to deal with this person. And I then I understood I was like, hey, this is your story this is your thing this is your fight this is what you're about it doesn't have to be their fight as well sure you would wish they wouldn't do that but it doesn't mean they're a horrible person they're just ignorant to it because it has not affected their life and so like I honor to just like let
2: people be really (laughs) (laughs) while sticking up for yourself while sticking
1: up for yourself and just making fun jokes that I think are fun and saying hey that guy was a piece of shit (laughs) Uh, Yes. Don't let them review comedy fucking specials or near people. And it's one of the n- bad parts about comedy is that anybody can say they are a comedian because it's a self-titled job. That person's not a comedian. That person, to me, I've never heard of that person. I won't say their name, uh, mostly because I never met them and never seen them, never heard of comedy, but they're just trying to s- scam money off of people and work and sk- hurt women by saying they work in comedy and that's something we're trying to stamp out and it's at emmy.com right (laughs) (laughs) giggle fit go watch it if you don't like it (laughs) (laughs) it is great thank you it is I great really, i'm very proud
2: of it giggle fits dope and the story behind choosing to do it at comedy central instead of netflix and a couple other spots
1: is uh, uh you talk a lot about sticking up for yourself
0: yeah kind of betting on yourself right
1: yeah always bet on yourself and just mostly because you see it and it's all business at the end of the day there's not much emotion behind it but to me Um, I'm a big fan of wrestling so (laughs) if I can spin a story and make it seem more like a little guy versus a big guy thing why not especially if that's kind of how it is you know but is it really do I like am I like Oh, Netflix, I, no, I don't care. You made a decision. You made a bu- business decision. You chose not to work with me. You, or you chose that I was worth a half hour and not an hour, and I disagreed. That's all it was, a disagreement. And so then, but when everyone then perceives Netflix specials as the only thing that count, then I have to then tell a story. Of, you yo. Know, like, yo, you fucked up. You let this one... Fly through your fingers this could have been something that you had that was great and wonderful and had rick flair and had the rock tweeting about it and was trending on twitter when none of their fucking specials trend on twitter at all in the last fucking year so truth truth it's just the truth it's just business it's just business, <laughs> business is the truth
2: yes. <laughs> yeah yeah the business is the truth yeah
1: so but that's how they're choosing to run things it's more like a um like uber like uh like a assembly factory of like creating these things as cheap as possible and if they cash they cash. if they don't they don't but either way they didn't spend as much money or you know it's it a good business decision for them i don't work like that i like art i like pushing myself i like challenging myself i like working with people who believe in me and the people who worked there, Ryan and Ann and, all, and the people who I had worked with before, they had always shown that they believed in me. They, had a, they gave me a half hour, they gave me these other things. And so when they were like, we, we wanna do an hour with you and they were like, well, you we could do a half hour with us, you take loyalty, you take the fact that I had already done a half hour, so what is that going to teach me? You know, I wanna learn. I wanna learn what if I can put together an hour special. I didn't know. I knew I was doing hours on the road, but is that a special, you know? And so I didn't know, and I learned so much from doing it, and I got to work with Bobcat, and I got to meet and and still work with um, the Ugly Brothers Production Company, and we still work together, and and all these things that wouldn't have happened if I just had settled and been like, you know what, well, more people will see it if I do the half hour, because that's that fame trap, you know, of like, in every like so many people Dude. were like you made a bad decision you made a bad decision you should have went with it. it was like how and in, in what other world and what other business would you go to someone and go okay we would you rather work with us and get half the money right and we and we'll show you to a bunch of people, but it's not gonna look as good. We're not gonna let you get Ric Flair. We're not gonna pay for you to shoot it where you wanna shoot it. We're not gonna donate money to the women's shelter like you want to. We're not gonna do those things. We're just gonna give you a set fee and you're gonna shoot it in Boston while we shoot the six, six other ones on another day. Or get double the money, <laughs> donate some money fucking get all the things I want to do, get to work with the people I want to work with, and the trade-off is I'm just not as famous? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Damn.
2: The things that you're talking about in that incredible, to me, that's an incredible story because, especially in this place, a lot of people think, but you're kind of fucking over Netflix and what if you want to work with them? And, like you want to be liked by everybody regardless of what is in the best interest for who you are and what you believe in. You're so worried that Netflix will never work with you now. And that's yeah, like, oh Yeah, but that no. doesn't
1: make any sense.
2: It It doesn't, but I think that's like a sick thing here. No,
1: I do. I did see that because I even got in the Twitter thing about that tweet I sent out. One person who had a problem with it was a comic, and then I saw that she deleted the tweet right away, and so I just tweeted her back. I was like, "Hey, like." go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. If you have an issue, feel free to express it. And so she was like, okay, well, if you're doubling down, you know, she told me how she felt and I was like, well, I understand how you feel. I disagree. Blah, blah, blah. But, and she's like, well, I don't want to fight with you and the power dynamics are off anyway. And I was like, what? What can I, I can't do anything for your career. I can't stop your career. I can't create your career. There's nothing I can do for you. You know, so why are you scared of me? Hmm. And it's just ingrained out here. Yeah. The, everyone who thinks that they're about like people like I don't like I don't have a I don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a production company. I can't hire you for anything. You know, like I just do stand up and I get hired to act on a few things and I try to make some shows and they tell me no. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what's going on with me. So there's nothing I can do to stop your career. I'm too busy focusing on my shit. I got to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Drink water. Yeah. yeah. It takes all day to keep and Fucking help my son with his homework. So there's nothing I can do to hurt you. So, yeah. And as far as other executives, to me, it was a thing where I figured it out quickly because, like, go to these general meetings and then like a year later i go to another general meeting all new executives yeah so why would i be afraid they're not gonna be there (laughs) they change all all the time so you make one of them doesn't get you fine what's always been cool to me is that like like the people who are bringing me in and who like me are like the assistants and like the people who are actually get me, who actually go to the comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And one day they're going to get those jobs. And that's when I'll strike <laughs> ah. <laughs> is this. Yeah. yeah, right now their bosses are like, I don't get it. Who is this guy? You yeah. know, yeah. Well, you know, they don't get the vibe. They don't get that, you know, but I see it. I'm out. That's why i keep doing the stand-up because out there i need the money first of all but out there in the, and i love it first of all i am my shit is growing like i can tell just by seeing the the you know year over year of yeah. going to clubs so
2: man we talk so much on this hot pod about like ego we talk a lot about ego cool. uh and your ego sounds healthier than i would say a lot of people i speak with on a day-to-day basis
1: oh thank you it's been a long battle of it being low and then too high <laughs> <laughs> yeah but both are kind of fun yeah right yeah <laughs> I have a lot more fun at the too high than yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the low isn't so fun. no the low you let a lot of things go <laughs> <laughs> yeah to a lot of bathtub time yeah <laughs> and too high you hurt other people but um right now it's just kind of I like to know where to point it like sometimes i i have to be and i have good people around me and my girlfriend just is always like monitoring me and be able be like hey don't don't be on twitter at 2 a.m stoned tweeting wild shit because that's when you do it that you wouldn't do in the morning mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah okay thank you uh, i you're don't t- say that <laughs> yeah. you're i welcome. say you're stifling my creation <laughs> <laughs> as you're swiping out. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds great. Yeah, she is great. Today was a comedy of errors. I came home (laughs) from the gym, and she was like, don't eat lunch until... She's like call me i'm gonna she's like, be in the pool house she's like call me when you want to eat lunch let's eat lunch together and so i call her and it's like the phone's not working or whatever i'm like but i'm like i'm home let's eat lunch i'm home let's eat lunch. but i also just got a shower so i know she's going to come out of the pool house so i go to the balcony and just stand there naked um in a superman pose and she just comes out and she just like falls to the ground laughing <laughs> she's just, Loves it, because she knows her neighbors could come by. <laughs> That's and, so funny. And then we go back in to eat, though, and I'm eating lunch, and she's. I'm like, let's have lunch together. And she's just like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to have a yogurt. And she's like, I already, I got hungry. I ate lunch before you <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I was like, this was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're just at a table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yogurt. All right. You still owe me a lunch, Jerry. <laughs>
0: she just wanted your time.
2: Oh, I got derailed on that ego.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I just try to use it when I need it. When I need it on stage. When I need it like during promoting for like when I was promoting my special and stuff, you need it. I need to go. I'm great. I'm awesome. I feel like I'm one of the best people doing this. And I believe that. Do I also believe I need to keep working at it and that I'm not as good as I could be? Of course. But what's the point? That's the thing. Um, stand up has taught me and I try to take it into my acting and, and and performing and mostly in life is that it's not my, someone else's job to critique it. Like, my job is to do it. So like, if I go out there and I do a set on stage and I feel like I didn't nail it, but I go out there and I meet people and I'm talking to them after the show and they're like, awesome, great job. But, like, it's not my job to go like, oh, no, man. Actually, I thought I could have did worst? better. And yeah, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. oh man. Cause it's all I'm telling them is that they're wrong for liking me. You know, I'm yeah. putting the th- in their, doubts in their head that they thought this was dope. Like no, it's not my job to judge it. Of course, I'm gonna to want to do better. So why why do I need to spread that out to other people? That's what I th- think people get confused when they're like, oh, you're egotistical as a opposed- and you don't you think you're better than yours. Like no, it's not that. But why? Do I need to show that to you? Why? To feed your ego? To make you feel better than me? Like, I don't need to do that. Like, I I will deal with that at home. I'm not going to try to present that I'm perfect, but there's no, there's just too many people think that that's, like, fun to be like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, I got, blah, blah, blah. Like...
0: Don't you feel like that's kind of dying out, though? Like, yeah. that era of self-deprecation is kind of dying out? It is. Because people are all it. trying to work on themselves way more than when I was, you know, a kid in, like, the 80s and 90s. I was all about burying it, you know, and not examining anything. And I feel like this new group of, like, 30-somethings are, like, they're all doing
1: h- hard fucking work all the time right now. Yeah, well, you got to because you see the cycles. You thought that when, like you look at, like, Um, I mean, I never get political and things, but just culturally, you look at these things of these people who are very, very conservative, who grew up as the flower children, as the people who were supposed to fight authority, and then they become authority, and you're like, okay, well, this is a cycle that just keeps happening unless we actually work on ourselves, you know? And actually look at like the culture of things in, in all forms, and that's what I see going on, and that's what, really happens as like you see this constant war to separate us, whether it is through social media, like you see all these tweets and and like, that's the thing that I always like, try to warn people about is just like, there's still so much misinformation and so much like tactical separation put into place. And like, when you're looking at a video of like, a black kid getting shot by a cop, it's not just like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this still happens. It's like, why? you should start asking like, why am I being shown this? Why is this showing up in my feed? Why is this showing up in my feed? Why is this person being, um, you know, the separation between men and women and where you're like, oh, this dude's like a this woman. Why is this showing up in my feed? Why is this thing like separation between cops and, and, and civilians? Why is it showing my feed? Because it's there to, to continually make you mad and separate you you know like it's not it's in every algorithm yeah and you go and if you look at some of these accounts you 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 stop and look at some of these accounts you're like oh this is a bot this is not a real person they're putting out this information to make me react the fucking disney aerial thing uh, not my aerial all that oh, stuff yeah. you know like a lot of those accounts posting that stuff how are just bots
0: well, I just for the first time because I don't have any Twitter presence but I just got called a loony libtard mm-hmm. um, by I think a Russian bot from a troll farm and so I just wrote back what's up bot and then we got into a like a three or four message where it was like shut up snowflake and I was like well g- do you have any other emojis that you want to use and it was just crazy because it was so clearly a bot but they're now taught they can even argue with you
1: yeah but because- before they wouldn't like because I've had I've ran in that situation before with someone they and I go, What's up, robot? and this count shut down. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but now, yeah, like they'll like they're getting better and better at it, and it's earlier and earlier. But I think you know, I think it's just about this destabilization and making everything all fucked up, but. By the government? No. Are we talking yeah. government? <laughs> How high are we
2: talking, Ron? <laughs> are we talking Illuminati?
1: <laughs>
2: Do you want to be in the Illuminati?
1: Sure, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot. You think so? <laughs> are you already in it? I don't know. Cool. I mean, I, I would love to apply.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Here's what I, I envy you because you're able to channel your anger into your pursuits without the anger clouding your pursuits, but to use it creativ- like creatively. Cause you still, like when we're talking destabilization and shit and how, it I can get heated real quick, but you don't really talk about that in your standup, you just talk about it openly, but when it comes time to like, do you that people are paying money for, you don't, you do not mix the two at all.
1: Yeah, well, mostly because like, that doesn't work. <laughs> that's it's not that funny, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, 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 yeah. Well, if I came up there and was just <laughs> yelling, about, like, fuck the government, they're trying to <laughs> separate us all motherfuckers. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> You're falling for it, baby. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? It's easier and more fun. I guess not easier. It's not easier. It's harder, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, but it's more fun to, um, And it's my job to entertain. So that always comes first. And if I can spread my message, which isn't ever of like tear down other people, it's build up what you wanna build up, build up what you're about, build up positivity. And that message is throughout my stand up. And to hit you over the head with that wouldn't be art. You know? Like no good art. That's why I hate Jim Carrey's pictures. (laughs) You're a great actor. You're a horrible painter. (laughs) Your painting is so, like, fucking on the nose. It's so, duh. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Okay, that's not up to any interpretation, huh? nope <laughs> <laughs> good art
0: <laughs> and what what makes you like laugh or unwind when you're on the road like in wrestling
1: obviously yeah i yeah. watch a lot of japanese wrestling japanese wrestling yeah what does what does that look like it's like regular wrestling but they're japanese <laughs> i don't know if they wear like special outfits or anything some people do yeah and they usually hit each other harder uh, sometimes too hard and then their career is in uh but um, in general, it's like more treated like a sport, more respected. Um, and it's just real, really good. So wow. I like it. I've been gotten into it about five, six years ago, and now more more and more of the events are in English, so I can um, watch them. I'm trying to actually plan a trip now to go to Japan in December, because they have their big, their, what their WrestleMania Super Bowl thing event would be, uh, called Wrestle Kingdom, and I wanna go. So I'm trying, and I've always wanted to go to Japan, so I'm just like, quit, let's go, let's not quit s- saying it, let's <laughs> go do it. Awesome. On the vision board. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard, I've, I mean, I've heard you say that you, you know, made a vision board about a house and now you have a house. Yeah. So what, what precipitated (laughs) that? Like, were you, had you made vision boards before? Was that just a particularly good one?
1: Um, (laughs) you know, I think you got it right. I nailed that board. (laughs) 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 What a board. (laughs) Well, I mean, it just was a part of the shift in my ego and my, um, just my life in general about being okay with setting goals and, and. Um, saying that I want stuff, especially because, you know, when I lived in Oregon and, and doing comedy in Portland and stuff, um, it wasn't really popular to be like, I want to do stuff. I want to go do this. I want to act. You know, people make fun of you. A lot of like, that. Talk to my friend Gabe, the guy who opens for me all the time. We had the story about how he was helping me with my first audition for new girl i w- was going for La lamorne's uh, no no damon wayne's oh yeah character so i definitely wasn't gonna get it uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um and i was just bad i didn't never, never done a self-tape audition in my life and i was just real stilted in my dialogue and and he was, you know, he was very helpful with me and and, and and patient, but his roommate was also another comedian. I could just hear him like in the other room, just making fun of me. And I was just like, why, why? dude, like you've never had an audition. Like, why, why are you acting? And that's kind of the attitude that was through the city mm-hmm. <laughs> in general it was just was like, oh, you're trying? Uh, and you try it, and it's your first time. And you're not good at it. Look at you, you <laughs> fucking idiot! my mm-hmm. god, yeah. You weren't born for this to be perfect. Yeah. Well, wow. they don't want
0: you to escape or get out. Yeah. They want you to stay trapped with yeah. all of them.
1: That's why I learned. There's a lot of things that happen, and in, in, even out here, and when people are always like they get too entrenched in comedy community, they get too entrenched, whenever people are like, there's a comedy code and you couldn't do that or, or you can't, like, cause people get mad when I go on things and talk shit about Louis C.K. and they're like, you're a comic, you're not supposed to talk shit I was like, well, if you sexually assault people, I'm pretty sure I could talk shit about you. Like, that's, as a human being, that's the thing that you're supposed to be able to do. So I don't stand up and just be like, oh, just because you do the same job I do, I fucking just supposed to give you a pass in my whole life. That makes no sense to me. And it's the same thing where I, in Portland, I, uh, I just remember they were doing a comedy softball league and I was just like, oh, I was like, this isn't a job to you guys. (laughs) This isn't a thing for you guys. This is a way for you guys to keep hanging out and being young and not growing up. And, and you go like, okay, as long as we're just all hanging out together, playing softball and not succeeding together, then it's not an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when you see somebody do something, then you got to fucking look at yourself and go yeah. like, Oh, and then, and then, you know, it's up to you how to react. Some people react positively. And some people are like, Oh, well, fuck you. You must have changed. You must have sold your soul. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. sell out. Yeah.
2: Successful.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Like, I thought that was the American way. <laughs> like, make yourself something into something, and then when you do, people are like, "How did you? Oh, you asshole!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In that case, like, so what's what's coming up? What are your goals for the next next?
1: Uh, my goals right now, as always, still, I want to make a show about my son and, and being a single dad, son with autism. I think it'd be real fun, um, funny story, and and I just like showing a story of just optimism in the face of overwhelming odds and like a story of just good seeing a good black dad on tv and someone learning you know (laughs) you know going from not being great and at it and learning that this is his calling you know um and it's just important story to me but you know um for years now and that's, you never know. So, other than that, I just wanna keep getting better at stuff, I wanna be better at acting, I wanna be better at um, stand-up, I wanna be better at me and dad and help my son cause he's, you know, about, he's 16 and he wants to go to UCLA and I wanna make sure that could happen for him and um, just be a good boyfriend and just, um, just get better at stuff, really. That's my main goals. Specifics are just, Go to Japan, <laughs> man.
2: And everybody should listen to Getting Better. It's fantastic.
1: I love it, man. One of my favorite things to do, man. The Jeff Ross one. Thank you. So good. So many people skip that one and we're like Dan Harmon, and I was like, that one was fun and okay, but man. I learned a lot on that fucking Jeff Ross
2: one. 100%. Somebody who's known as the Roastmaster General to be that tapped in. He was, yeah,
1: he dropped knowledge with you, man. That was cool. Yeah, it was great. And then it was cool because then another one of my guests came on a few weeks later and I had his book out. And then she was like, oh, I met him at um, Paris Hilton's bedroom. <laughs> 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 and I was like, of course you did. <laughs> wow. That makes so much sense.
2: <laughs> we wrapping up.
1: Okay. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a B plus I'd say. We gotta no, a- hey, I like talking with you. I, like, and I didn't know how much fun I would have talking with you, Mary Tate. I had a
0: wonderful time talking with you. Yeah. Thank you on. We gotta we gotta ask a, a like a a last weed question mm-hmm. for the podcast, which is I don't know, I'd like to know what your what you would name your weed brand. <laughs> <laughs> would
1: it be Giggle fit? Yeah, sure. That seems fun. I would buy that. Yeah, and then Did- when the edibles would be funchies. Yeah! (laughs) Where
2: can everybody find you so that they
1: can eventually find that? Uh, Twitter, at Ron Funches. You know, Instagram, Ron Funch, I believe. Um, Ronfunches.com, come see me do shows. I'm on tour right now, and I like doing that, so please come see me. Um, I think that's it. I think those are the places. (laughs) Oh, my podcast, getting better. Please check it out. (laughs) It was great. We got like 40-something episodes great guests we learn a lot It's a lot about self-improvement I, I love doing it it's fun
2: thanks everybody awesome find us at weed and grub on instagram weed and mary jane this was pretty fucking cool
0: what a great day thank you
2: thanks bye everybody
0: bye